When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And I'm your friend who knows just a little bit too much about pop culture. Welcome to your weekly meeting of Pop Culture Fanatics Anonymous. Sleigh bells are ringing, snow is falling, or maybe depending on where you are, it's still pretty hot. Uh, so climate change, what can you do? And it is that time of year once again, holiday time. And while the holiday is meant to be spent with family and friends and thinking about the reason for the season and all that fun stuff, I like to spend it with my one true love, the television. Throughout the year, we, we, we grow apart a little bit, but then we find ourselves once again together, spending plenty of quality time during this very special time of the year. Yes, this time of the year is the time to sit in front of your television and watch the annual caravan of holiday specials. But what makes a good holiday special? And even further, what makes the perfect holiday special? Is it the story about Christmas magic that makes it great? Is it just a regular story that happens to take place around the holiday? Or is it simply just the appearance of old Kris Kringle? Well, this week, we're going to take a look at some of our favorite holiday specials from the past and present and seek to answer the question of what makes the perfect holiday special. So if that sounds good to you, let's get started. So not every holiday special is made equally. So to keep things nice and tidy and equitable for this episode, I've broken up these holiday specials into sections. There's definitely crossover between them, but this is how we're going to do it. So the first section is going to be the traditional holiday special. The second section is going to be the nerdy holiday special. And the third is holiday specials for kids. Like I said, obviously there's crossover between them, but you guys get it. All right. So let's start off with the traditional holiday special. So what do I mean by this? What do I mean by tradition? It is your It's a Wonderful Lives, the Rankin-Bass Claymation Christmas specials, a Charlie Brown Christmas, and the Ted Lasso Christmas special. These specials are defined by tradition in both ways that tradition is kind of understood. So one half of it is traditional as in these are holiday specials that tend to be straightforward about whatever respective holiday they're covering, which because it's the US, it happens to mainly be Christmas. So these are just straightforward specials about Christmas. Now I will say It's a Wonderful Life is a bit of a caveat because it's a film and it's a film that was 
in theory exhibited in a movie theater when it came out in like the 30s but it has not really made its way back to the theaters in a very long time so it's kind of relegated to to the television landscape we'll get into it's a wonderful life a little bit later but these are your 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 mainstays of cbs nbc abc like they play them every single year you're gonna find them you sit down with the fam bam and you watch it right other than a charlie brown christmas which is behind a paywall on apple tv plus so if you got apple tv plus that's the only way you're going to be able to indulge with that holiday tradition but that's a story for another day but also tradition outside of the world of of the show and what it means for television all of these specials find themselves as traditions for families across the country and even around the globe. I can say with certainty that almost every single family, whether that be a traditional family structure to an unconventional family structure to just a group of friends, we all have one show, one special that every single year we sit down and we watch it and we love it, right? So there's always going to be one of these that we watch every single year. We quote it every single year. There are moments of it that are like, that may become like inside jokes to a family or, you know, like a, a familial structure of any kind. These are just the mainstays of the holiday season. They're not going anywhere, right? Like, it's a wonderful life. I remember watching that at a very young age. And it's a wonderful life, I think is a very interesting case because it's kind of one of the last, like, one of the last mainstays of that of that particular time period of holiday specials it's a wonderful life seems to be kind of a tradition that's just been passed down from generation to generation it's like a like a you have to watch it type of thing um and i think every every family has definitely sat down and watched it it is not a short movie i will say uh it's a wonderful life it's a little bit it's a little bit long it's a little bit long um, and it is one that has kind of cemented itself in pop culture history. I don't want to, you know, say that it's not fun or anything like that because the structure of, oh, I wish my life was different and what would happen if I was never born, that type of thing. It, it's we've seen it throughout pop culture for the rest of time, forever and ever. Amen. You know, um, but it's a wonderful life It's two hours and 10 minutes long. So it's a long slog of a movie. I think it's one of those holiday specials that, you know, you make plans with your family. Okay, like at on this day at eight o'clock, we're going to sit down. We're going to watch It's a Wonderful Life. And that first hour is real strong. Like everyone in the family is into it. We're all watching it. And then it only takes one person getting up and like going to do something. And then the whole plans of watching it falls apart, right? And it's not that, it's not this, the, I think the, the traditional holiday special section of holiday specials, they're not so much the what you're watching, but it's the who you're watching it with, the environment, right? The perfect holiday special in this section is more just about the tradition of getting together with people that you love and watching something that you've watched every single year. And it's, it's, not, it's nothing new. It's nothing special, but the special quality of it is the people that you watch it with, right? Like, and I think we are starting to get specials like that for a newer generation. Every contemporary special, especially for comedies now, has like a Christmas episode. They have that Christmas special that happens outside of the canon usually 
of the show. It doesn't really progress the plot forward in any type of way. Um, I talked about it with my uh, Halloween specials episode and they function in the same way. It's like a show that or an episode that doesn't really you know, move anything forward. It doesn't heighten anything, but it's just like a fun little little snapshot of your favorite characters enjoying the holiday time. Um, I mentioned the Ted Lasso Christmas special because it's one of my new favorite Christmas specials that we've gotten in the last couple of years. Like I said, it takes place out of the canon of the the main story. It's a season two, episode four, I think. Um, so it's not really having to do with the main plot that's going on around that time, but it's just a fun little snapshot of our favorite characters around the holiday time. Also Ted Lasso, the Ted Lasso Christmas episode. Um, I think it's called like Carol of the Bells. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yes, it's called Carol of the Bells. And it's my favorite because it's broken up into kind of three chunks that then come together at the end. So the first chunk is Ted and Rebecca going around and giving Christmas presents to um, these kids. I think it's, I'm pretty sure, I can't remember if it's Ted or Rebecca's idea, but they're going around and like giving these Christmas presents to these kids. They like wrote it down and sent a letter to Santa and then they go as Ted and Rebecca go and act as Santa's elves and they're just like oh Santa wasn't able to make it uh to deliver this so we're doing it and everything it's very sweet the second chunk of the episode has to do with my two favorite characters Roy and Keely and they have a tradition called like sexy Christmas um which is basically just it's exactly what it sounds like. It's just sexy Christmas. They're just celebrating Christmas in <laughs> lingerie. Um, but those plans are kind of thwarted because Roy has to keep his young niece named Phoebe. And she has a problem um, because she uh, basically has rancid breath. And they are trying to get to the bottom of why her breath is so potent. Um, and so on Christmas, they're trying to find a dentist who can... Um, who can get to the bottom of why Phoebe, Phoebe's breath is horrid. And then the third is, and probably the most heartwarming of it, is that Higgins, who is like the assistant of Rebecca, he is, he hosts every single year for the players, because it's, if you don't watch Ted Lasso, it's about a football club, or for us Americans, it's a soccer team. Um, but a lot of them are from all over the world and some of them aren't able to make it back home to their home countries for Christmas. So they stay in the UK and they, um, you know, they have their own plans. So Higgins always invites the team to come to his house. And for those players who can't go home for Christmas, they can come and spend it with his family. And this is the first year that basically everybody on the team goes and spends Christmas with Higgins and his family and then at the end there's this big like you know dancing singing in the street thing where all three of the pieces of the episode come back together and it's like a one big beautiful Christmas special and I think what makes the Ted Lasso Christmas special and all these Christmas specials really special and what I think makes them perfect um, is the fact that they are showing people in the hustle and bustle of life, in the craziness of life, in the everything that can go wrong, will go wrongness of life, we can always find a time, especially around this time, the holiday time, to 
to to convene and to just enjoy the the goodness you know whether fleeting or not the goodness of of the holiday times together it's the the togetherness of it all and i think it, it ladders back to what i was saying with the it's a wonderful life um you know tradition is that it's oftentimes not what we're watching but it's who we're watching it with it's where we're watching it it is the 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 moment of watching something together with people that you care about whoever that is um so i think the the traditional holiday special the perfect one is one that is enjoyed with people that you love and it is something that either you're watching it with people that you love or you're getting to see characters that you love you know celebrate the season together it's togetherness that is the main that's the name of the game for this section of holiday specials the perfect holiday special for traditional holiday specials is togetherness um so yeah i think that's i think that is that's uh one little chunk of our our mystery into what makes a perfect holiday special it is togetherness that is the that's the one little criteria so now we move on to the nerdy holiday special. Now, the nerdy holiday special is a bit of a new construction, right? And it's not one that we have a ton of entries in. Um, not many people in the nerd space have made holiday specials, mainly because of one holiday special that is that has a bit of an infamous reputation. So... <laughs> I, uh, I, that brings us to one of the greatest holiday specials, not because it's good, but because it's crazy, which is the Star Wars holiday special. Now you may be thinking, Bobby, you're not that big of a Star Wars fan and you bet your bottom dollar I'm not, but have I seen the Star Wars holiday special? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. I have seen it now, not seen it solely for myself. I have seen it via one of my favorite internet shows um which is from practical folks it was their um there was basically like a watch along like reaction channel and they would get blasted and watch different disney movies and um then they had like a an offshoot of the main show the main show was drunk disney where they would get drunk and watch disney movies and tell you what they learned from them um, but then they had an offshoot that was drunk Star Wars, which is where they were watch the Star Wars movies and get drunk and talk about them. And they did one for the Star Wars holiday special. And because I just I love the people um, who were on it. If you have seen Dead Meat on YouTube, James and Chelsea, they were from Practical Folks. It's the same same people. Um, and I was like, I just like them and I like seeing them get drunk and watch things. So I'll watch this. And when I tell you that I was shocked, I was shocked that this holiday special even got made. It is the craziest thing I've ever seen. And if ask the Star Wars fan in your life about the Star Wars holiday special and watch them crumble inside. Now, some of them, I think, do enjoy it, unironically. One of which is James Gunn, who is, you know, kind of the mastermind behind the Guardians of the Galaxy for the MCU. And the Guardians of the Galaxy just had their own holiday special. And it was partially mainly inspired by the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> um, and he said he unironically loved it when he was a kid. And so that's what inspired the creation of, of the Guardians holiday special. But the Star Wars holiday special is crazy because it is the most random spin-off offshoot of 
Star Wars. And if you watch it, you can definitely tell that it was something that started as a, yeah, this is a good idea or a, um, it would be cool if we did a holiday special with Star Wars characters. And then they were like, oh crap. Okay. We have to, we have to actually do that. And uh, they did it. And boy, was it, was it interesting is what I will say. It definitely has all the, the Star Wars characters that we know and love, like Luke, C-3PO, R2-D2, uh, Leia. But I think what makes it special is that it doesn't, it's not centered around any of those characters. It's centered around the Wookiees, aka Chewbacca, um, on Life Day. I don't know why. Um, I don't know what that means. Don't ask me what that means because I don't know. I don't know. Um, but essentially, I can't begin to explain the plot to you because I myself don't really know what all these things mean. Um, but the the insanity of it is that they kind of have this spinoff story that is not the most <laughs> well plotted out. Um, and if you if you know around this time this came out in 1978 and this i think might be pre the empire strikes back and so it's set between the events of a new hope which is the first star wars movie and the empire strikes back and if you know the beginning of star wars within the pop culture sphere this is me relaying as a non-star wars fan so star wars fans please if i say something out of turn don't come at me with your pitchforks and and torches okay but from what i understand from the star wars fans into my life the early star wars films were not the greatest narratively speaking as far as dialogue and everything because they were being written by someone who wasn't the best at writing, which was George Lucas. He wasn't, he was the ideas guy. He was the, let's get everyone together. He was the, let's figure out the technical aspects of it. That's his realm. Narratively, he wasn't quite the best at it. And it was a lot of building the airplane as they went along as far as dialogue and writing and stuff goes. And it seems like this was kind of in that same sphere now apparently george lucas was not credited for his involvement in it but it was rumored that he was involved in some way shape or form this is a very building the plane as they went along special it is the most insane thing that i've ever seen <laughs> in my life um but i think the the beauty of the nerdy holiday special is that it's taking characters that are so out of our realm right like you be it the Guardians of the Galaxy or Star Wars characters and bringing them to a really human story, um, which is the story of the holiday, which is about, you know, family and giving and everything like that. Um, I think the great thing about these types of specials is that they are so niched and specific, but they still function in the same way that traditional holiday specials do. So like ask the nerds in your life, you know, if they have favorite holiday specials, they tend to be about these, these characters who are just kind of that mean a lot to them, right? Like the holiday, the Star Wars holiday special is not perfect by any means. Frayed edges abound. Like it is, it is nothing. It is one single frayed edge um, all the way around. Uh, I don't think it was the most well-made thing on the planet. It has a weird, 
It's like an A plot that's got to do with the Wookiees. And then there's a weird musical break with Jefferson Starship. Um, and then there's a random cartoon bit, which apparently is the first official Star Wars cartoon. Um, it was an animated segment called The Fateful Wookiee. And this is the very first Star Wars cartoon. And then it cuts back to the um, to the main plot with the Wookiees. And it is, like I said, it's the most insane thing. As a non-Star Wars fan, I say this. It's the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life. But I think it's beloved for how insane it is. A lot of holiday specials, not just the nerdy ones, a lot of holiday specials when you sit down and you're watching it, especially outside of a holiday holiday context. Like if you watch any of these in the middle of June, you're going to see how insane some of these specials are as far as like what happens in the actual timeline of the the plot but people love it because if you're already in the holiday spirit you're watching these things that don't quite make enough sense but that's not why we watch them you know that's not why we're indulging with them we watch them because they're going to immediately put us in in the holiday spirit the the nerdy holiday specials while there aren't like i said many entries in that specific niche within the holiday special they are very important because nerds need holiday specials too and i think what makes those perfect that very specific and niche thing is being able to take characters that we know and we love that are so out of this world and bring them back to a very human place even if they're not humans um i think any holiday story is able to um touch anyone that's kind of the point and the the themes of it are are you know about family and giving and the the reason for the season and to see that adapted to a uh sci-fi fantasy context i think it's just really exciting um even if they don't outrightly say like christmas or you know in the case of the star wars special it's life day um but just having a time depicted where the point is to come together, I think is able you're able to look past the frayed edges of 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 it all. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And so that brings us to the final little leg of our holiday special what makes a perfect one journey which is holiday specials for kids now holiday specials for kids uh seem to be the creme de la creme when it comes to holiday specials right like holiday specials for children's programming 
always operate on a different tier than everything else. The first two tiers that we've talked about, which is traditional holiday specials and nerdy holiday specials, they can kind of get away with a pretty easy plot of just like family and, you know, giving gifts and all that stuff. But holiday specials for kids are on a different, different sector, right? Like this is where the innovation is happening with the holiday special. They're not getting away with just simple plots. And I think the show that went above and beyond when it comes to holiday specials is none other than Rugrats from Nickelodeon. Now, Nickelodeon around the 90s and early 2000s really was on the cutting edge of of children's programming, especially in the animated medium. They were willing to do just about anything to make sure that kids were feeling represented and kids were feeling, you know, honored and like what the kids that were watching, the diverse group of kids that were watching were able to see themselves depicted in meaningful ways. So if you're if you're wondering like, okay, well, how was Nickelodeon, you know, on the cutting edge around this time, especially for holiday specials, might I turn your attention to the Hey Arnold episode, which is I think it's I think it's just called like it's Christmas Arnold or something like that. But it's the episode where Mr. Wynn, who is one of the boarders that lives in the um, in the like boarding house with Arnold and his grandparents, he is a refugee. And it is basically an episode depicting his journey of getting him and his daughter out of Vietnam War era Vietnam to come to the U.S. That is what that episode is about. Yes, it's a Christmas episode and it's got like, I think it's something about um, like Helga wanting to get like new like snow boots or something like that. But that episode is about, it's called Arnold's Christmas, not his Christmas Arnold. It's Arnold's Christmas. And it's about this beautiful story of this refugee who's come in his heralding story of coming to America and like it's kind of insane that they did that for what is intended to be a children's show but obviously anyone could watch it and enjoy it and I've gone back and watched these um these episodes and it's this beautiful story of this man who sacrificed so much to come to the U.S. and then it is the the second half of that story is him reuniting with his long lost daughter I could go on forever talking about Hey Arnold. I think it's one of the most underrated children's shows. Like, yes, it's a show that people love, but I think the reasons why we love it aren't the reasons why it's good. Anyways, but we weren't talking about Hey Arnold. We're talking about Rugrats. So Rugrats is great because they had two episodes that talked about the different holidays that happen around this time, one of which was Hanukkah, which makes sense because the Pickles family is like Tommy Pickles and his family, they are Jewish. And also Kwanzaa, um, which happened like Susie's family, Susie Carmichael and her family, they celebrate Kwanzaa. So to give you a little bit of backstory, the Rugrats Hanukkah special was actually pitched. It came, it was released in December of 1996, but it was pitched a few years earlier because the a couple of Nick executives, they pitched the idea to the production team of Rugrats basically saying like, hey, if we think that there's an opportunity to talk about Hanukkah, 
with this, you know, this Jewish family, like, and we think that there would be kids who would be really receptive to it to be able to talk about this other holiday that is not just Christmas. And so they ran with that idea. And eventually that idea specifically from the Nick executives, I think it was in 94, 95 turned into the Rugrats Passover episode. But then in 96, they wanted to return to doing a Hanukkah episode um, and they did it and they exposed so many kids who might not have known about Hanukkah uh, to the existence of, of of Hanukkah. And I think it's not like, you know, praising this show for doing what is the bare minimum because there are millions of kids around the world who celebrate Hanukkah and it wasn't anything that was different. But having the representation of simply just talking about a a holiday that's not just Christmas in a meaningful way to an audience of millions of kids has really good like ramifications. And the same goes for Kwanzaa, which is a holiday that I don't think a ton of kids were exposed to if you were not black. Um, but to have that an episode of a mainstream television show for kids talking about it, it makes these things less, less foreign, I think, to the ground floor of media literacy and everything like that for for all of us really is children's programming especially children's educational programming and shows doing things like this they may seem like small gestures but they have really great impacts down the line being able to expose children to things is half of the battle with creating programming for for kids right like it is the the simple gesture of exposing a child to a different holiday or a tradition of a culture has really good impacts. And Rugrats, I think, was on the cutting edge because we haven't gotten a ton of uh, holiday specials that aren't solely about Christmas. Um, but I think we're starting to get more and more. And I really do think that that started around around Rugrats having a Hanukkah and a Kwanzaa episode. Like to have a contemporary mainstream show do a holiday special that is not about Christmas it feels like a bigger, like it's a bigger risk than one may, may, may think that it is. Um, and we can get into the whole, you know, commercialization of these holidays and the commodification of it all at a later date. But the, the, the crux of it is that shows like this being willing to, you know, break out of the mold a little bit and expose children to, you know, different cultures and different practices and everything. It's always going to have a great impact, I think. Um, and I'll always forget, like, one of my first, like, exposures to the holiday of Hanukkah was the Rugrats special. And so I think it's it, it's one of those things that you, it, it grows up with you, right? Like, if I ever have kids, I would expose them to the Hanukkah and Kwanzaa episodes just because they're a way that is accessible for children to learn about these things and it piques their curiosity and they, you know, want to learn more, but it also provides representation for marginalized groups who don't often get that type of representation within a contemporary television landscape. So it all, it works out. It, it's all just a beautiful tapestry. It's a beautiful process. So I've talked about a lot of holiday specials. I've talked about, you know, the traditional ones. Your It's a Wonderful Life, your Rankin Bass, your Charlie Brown Christmas. I've talked about the nerdy ones. So the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, the Star Wars holiday special, which again, 
craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I've talked about holiday specials for kids with the Rugrats, Hanukkah, and Kwanzaa episodes. So that brings us to the, the question that I posed at the top of the episode, which is, what makes the perfect holiday special? What is the perfect holiday special? And the perfect holiday special is not perfect. The perfect holiday special, like I mentioned with the traditional holiday special, is the everything around it. It's the people that you watch it with. It's where you watch it. The perfect holiday special, like I mentioned with the nerdy holiday specials, like the Star Wars holiday special, is that it has frayed edges. It's not perfect. It's more about the the story and the the characters and what they're doing versus the very, you know, act one, act two, act three of it all. And the perfect holiday special is expanding your mind a little bit and allowing representation for, you know, groups that may not always get it around the holiday time, like with the Rugrats, Hanukkah, and Kwanzaa episodes. So there is no definitive greatest holiday special ever. There literally can't be. There's too many holidays that mean too many things to too many people. There is no definitive, this is the greatest one, because you're going to be Xing out a bunch of other people. However, I think I can say with certainty that the perfect holiday special is enjoyed with others. It's a little bit of a frayed edge, and it reminds us of all the various reasons for the season. I hope you enjoyed our first holiday special of the year. This is my own holiday special, the Afternooners holiday special. And if you don't know, the Afternooners is my name for all of us. So if you've made it to the end of this episode, congratulations. You're an Afternooner now. If you like this episode, don't forget to rate and review this podcast. If you had a good time, it helps out the pod. You get to tell me how you're feeling about the pod. And I get that sweet hit of praise and validation that is my life force and keeps me going. If you want to know where else to find me on the internet, you can find me at The Afternoon Special on TikTok or Instagram or over on Twitter at Hi, I'm Bobby, H-I-I-M-B-O-B-B-I. And if you're thinking, Bobby, I need to go and watch all of these holiday specials in preparation for the holiday season, I'm not going to remember all of that bestie i get it and i fully support that decision and i put all that information for you in the description down below you're welcome as you could tell i spent a little bit of time researching for these episodes figuring out what i want to talk about and that means i listened to a lot of music while doing so and so i thought i'd share what this week's episode is powered by this week's episode is powered by one singular song it is the song that i play on December 1st every single year that puts me in the holiday spirit and that is Merry Christmas Happy Holidays by NSYNC. No one talks about this song when we talk about great holiday songs. I get it. I love All I Want for Christmas too but Merry Christmas Happy Holidays that is that is that song for me. That puts me in the spirit. I listen to it and I'm like oh yeah holiday time has begun you know. So highly recommend if you haven't heard it in a few years, it's a great song and it is, it's the perfect holiday song to me, I think. And I will not be contested on that opinion. I hope you enjoyed this week's chat and that you will join me again next week for another pop culture deep dive. Later days, friends. Hi, just checking in. And seeing if you might want to step away from the noise of the world for just a moment and connect back to you. If so, join me on my podcast, Letting It Settle with Michael Gallion, where we'll explore mindfulness, self-love, and personal growth 
as I share practical insights and tools to hopefully help inspire you to start to take charge of your mental and emotional well-being. Search for Letting It Settle with Michael Gallion on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening now. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.